0: Some common sense. Yes,
1: sir. They have the, the
0: garage, We still don't know who pulled the trigger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, Bill Cannon. I'm a retired 27-year veteran sergeant from the NYPD. And today we're going to be talking about, but first of all, I hope everyone had a wonderful Mother's Day. You know, what an important holiday is to honor your mother, whether alive or or deceased. Uh, Everyone has a mother, and I think it's such a great day that we have uh, in the Americana. It was hopefully, you know, no one will try to, Cancel Mother's Day anytime too soon. Very important holiday because that's the strongest, probably the strongest uh, person in a family, in almost everyone's family, the mother. You know, There's paternal and there's maternal. Mothers are usually the strongest link to a family that is the glue that holds families together. And I know in my family, my own family, my two sons, I know my their mother is more important to them than me, that's for sure. And I think I was a pretty good father, but uh, I can't compete with the mother. That's for sure. So, guys, we're going to talk about the Casey White and um, the Vicki White escape, of course, from uh, that jail in Lauderdale County, Alabama. There's really like no smoking gun information right now. We're going to talk about the investigation. What are they going to be looking at? One of the things I found, a, a brand new thing. Today, the deputies from Lauderdale, uh, Alabama, are re- just retrieving the car. I find that outrageous. Like, you, it was recovered on the 29th, and you waited to the 9th of May to retrieve this car? Something's not right there. I mean, I, I think that's so—frankly, I think that's outrageous that you've waited this long. What about the evidence of this car? How important could it be? The evidence is very important. Let's play a little bit of this.
2: Just a couple of hours until that gold-colored SUV will be brought back here.
0: You know, that's the other thing. I think this car is red. He he says that gold-colored SUV. I could swear that this car is red. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm colorblind.
2: An SUV will be brought back here to Lauderdale County, and investigators is going to go over it with a fine-tooth comb looking for any new piece of evidence or tidbit of information that they hope can lead them to Casey White and Vicky White, wherever they may be this morning. Now, when the towing company got that car up in Williamson County, Tennessee, uh, they say there was nothing inside of it, and investigators today will look for themselves That car was found about 100 miles away from here in Lauderdale County. It's about a two-hour drive. It was found on the side of the road. Somebody called it in, and a local towing company came and brought it away to a tow yard. Now investigators say since that car has been found there and they've pieced all this together, uh, they have a better direction of where to throw resources and manpower to hope the two that they eventually will make a mistake and they can catch them.
3: This is the long game, right? Um, They have to look over their shoulder every single day. Uh, time is definitely um, in the favor of the, the investigators. Uh, but I can tell you right now, uh, we have not stopped working on this case since last Friday.
2: Investigators very busy for sure. They uh, released a new piece of information over the weekend that they haven't ruled out that Vicki White and Casey White may be being helped by other inmates who used to be here at Lauderdale County jail. If they were released, they've known Vicki, they've known Casey for some time. They say they haven't ruled out the possibility that they may be getting some outside help. Life and-
0: some real G Wiz stuff there, guys. I mean, they haven't ruled it out Then they may be getting help. Wow. I would have never thought of that. You know, first of all, he calls the car a gold SUV. I mean, it's clearly red. I don't want to, dwell on the uh, news reporter he's a young guy and he just made a mistake but in this investigation i am baffled that it took them uh 11 days to go get this car what the hell were they waiting for 11 days to retrieve this car this car is pretty important right how about the story that the car broke down couldn't they just have a locksmith make a key start it up and see if it runs that would uh, temper that right there would say you know that was false because the car runs, the car runs fine. But has anyone done that yet? I don't know. If they're just retrieving the car 11 days after this incident, I find that, I find that somewhat outrageous. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just think it's um, it makes you wonder who's running in this investigation and how competent, what is their competence level because you sh- it shouldn't take you 11 days to retrieve an extremely important bit of information there. You know, and all this information that's been coming out and uh, bits here and there. And, of course, it's good to repeat it because, you know, not everyone knows, everyone that's listening to the show, not everyone that's in the chat, the fact that she sold her home to her ex-husband's mother for less than half of what it was worth. That shows the urgency in her mind, the emergency situation in her mind. Peter Rabbit, someone in chat said they found another car in which was stolen. Um, well, I, Peter Rabbit, I don't have any uh, breaking news on that. I looked for new news today in regards to this. Surely one of the things that law enforcement, uh, the federal marshals, everyone's going to be looking for is incidences of stolen vehicles, carjackings, robberies, home invasions, that type of thing because that could very well mark where these two have been and where these two are going. And, you know, the, the thing that they suggested also was they may be getting help from a criminal element. Of course they may be. They may be doing a lot of things, but it's right now, it's, it's conjecture. You can't just say, oh, they may be this. That. There's no evidence. Of course, when I suggest, you folks in the chat suggest some things, and I say anything you say is fair game. I I certainly don't have a monopoly on what may have happened and what will happen. Let's play a little bit of Anderson Cooper here. What does he think?
4: Well, And the U.S. Marshals Service says their getaway vehicle was found in a tow lot in Williamson County, Tennessee, a couple hours north of Florence, Alabama, where they fled the detention center. seen as Ryan Young is in the Alabama town following all the developments, joins us now. Do officials have any new leads?
5: Hey Anderson, what a great question. You know, you think about this. We've been watching this for over a week now, or this is the week uh, since that escape happened. This is so different than most escapes. And I can tell you, they've been tracking every single part of this since that escape happened. That car had a GPS on it. They were able to find that car several hours later. But this is the thing. The the sheriff really said to us today that the idea that his former deputy knew how they worked gave her a tremendous head start. She stayed at the Quality Inn, like you talked about the hotel, the day before this happened. They parked that getaway car somewhere nearby. Um, And then they drove that patrol car basically straight from the jail to this uh, parking lot and were able to switch cars before anyone knew what was going on. It's that orange forge uh, edge they've been looking for for days, and who knew that it was found uh, several hours later? It was parked in the middle of the street. It appears that it broke down in Tennessee, in Williamson, about two hours away from here, and it's because of that it was towed to a tow lot, and no one knew this entire time that it was in that tow lot. Now CNN was actually able to reach out to the tow truck driver who uh, found that uh, car, and he said he put it in the lot. He was watching TV and said, "Hey, this doesn't really match up." And that's how they told police last night that that car was in the tow lot, Anderson.
4: Wow. So so he's the one who who contacted police to let them know where it is. So the U.S. Marshals put out some images yesterday showing how Vicky White may have. Altered her appearance. This, I guess, is just theoretical, changing her the color of her hair. It's presumably difficult for Casey White to hide his appearance. He's six foot nine and and
5: has, you know, recognizable tattoos. Uh, absolutely. Look, Anderson, when you think about this, and I know you talk to the US Marshals just like I have, you're talking about a big dude here. He's six foot nine, over 300 pounds, and his tattoos are something that will stick out. He has two eyes on the back of his head, he has a Confederate flag. On the middle of his back and he has a sleeve on his right arm and then you saw what they did with vicky's hair they kind of made it brown just in case she put that one of the things that stood out to us and it seems like no one's talking about this is they actually talked about her gait the way she walks they say she waddles so there have been a lot of jokes about that on social media because when you watch the video of her going into that sally port into that car you can see how she kind of waddles back and forth they're hoping that's something that she won't be able to hide because it's very hard to change your gait and someone will notice that. But when you think about this man, Casey, you can't hide six foot nine. So that was one of the things. The Marshall Service is also saying, and I know you're going to talk to them, that they put the triangle on Williamson, Tennessee. And the reason why is because there may be several tips that come in and those tips may help them sort of circle a certain area and they can send investigators to that location. For a week, we've been asking these questions. Hey, have you got any tips? Where is this going? That's the reason why they're pointing their um, sort of eyes in that direction at this point.
4: So just so I have this correct, they're looking for a six foot nine guy who has tattooed eyes on the back of his head and a woman who waddles. That's those. are the
5: <laughs> Yeah. Quite a pair. I mean, look, you, you really can't make this up. Yeah. You, you can't make this up. And Anderson, look, the, the television coverage has helped them tremendously. And you've noticed how open both law enforcement communities have been with us in terms of giving us information, giving us pictures. The jokes that are in this community are so strong that it's actually helped to keep this on social media. And that's helped them get more calls. Anderson.
4: Yeah. Uh, Ryan Young. Appreciate it. Thanks so much.
0: So, folks, as you could see, there's, there's not any new smoking gun information. Tamara in the chat, the stolen car was just found in Evansville, Indiana, and the U.S. Marshals are there now. The stolen vehicle was reported stolen in the same area where the first getaway car was dumped. Uh, Tamara, I don't know if you're referring to there was a, um, a pickup truck stolen from a um, uh, construction worker. I don't know if that's who you're referring to or this stolen car. But, you know, cars are stolen every day. We don't know. Um, do we know specifically, and I have. I don't have any information, that this car is somehow directly or indirectly related to uh, the escape of uh, uh, Casey White. And uh, do they know that this is part of that? Uh, I don't know. I don't have any information in regards to that. Um, we'll, we'll stay with this. I, I specifically looked... Um, I'll say, tomorrow. you're saying this is breaking news right now, a stolen car recovered in regards to this case. That very well could be. But look, I mean, look at how long it took them to collect this. uh, Here's the first car that we're talking about. Uh, Look how long it took them to to, uh, voucher this car and to process this car that you see on the screen. Uh, It took them 11 days. Uh, just, just outrageous. So we don't know for a fact if this card being reported stolen right now is connected with this. But I'll, I'm going to try to, um, I'm going to try to find that out. Uh, there's no, there's no direct information I'm seeing on the internet right now. But uh, when, I, if I get any breaking, breaking information, we'll surely, um, we'll surely bring it to everyone's attention. Uh, Folks, this is always, you know, uh, in a flux. They've gotten, the U.S. Marshal has gotten hundreds and hundreds of tips. Every tip, whether outrageous or seems, has to be checked out. Because you don't know when that smoking gun tip is going to come in. You don't know when that tip is going to. uh, Ramblin' ramblin' Rome, Southern Time. Yes, let's take nine days to pick up the car that was used uh, to escape from that parking lot, yeah. Let's let's wait nine days. That's that's brilliant. Uh, I mean, how seriously can you take an investigator? Um, you know, how seriously can you take an investigator that waits nine days to invoice an extremely important piece of evidence, and then not even to process it? Now it needs a crime scene unit to forensically process it. So what are you waiting for? Are you waiting till they escape to Mexico or? Or, some other you know it just it just is is crazy Schmidt uh good morning. she appears to be wearing disposal gloves in the Sally Port and perhaps in the hotel. It's hard to tell wonder if she used them while in the stores. Very possibly you know it's not uncommon for people in in jails and prisons to wear gloves because you know they're touching uh, surfaces and disgusting things, and they want to protect themselves from germs, and it's not that is not uncommon whatsoever um Uh, Folks, we're we're still waiting potentially to hear about another stolen car, but I don't have any confirmation. Uh, Tamara is saying uh, they believe it's connected to the escape and maybe a vehicle reported stolen from the area in Tennessee where the Ford Edge U.S. Marshals FBI are there now in Evansville, uh, Evansville, Indiana, is that? no? How could that be? Anyway, I don't have the information. I can't vet this information, so I can't go with it. As if it's uh, um, as if it's smoking gun, brand new information. But when we can vet it, uh, Betty Smith, Ramblin' Rome. I think Vicky was still close to her ex and his family. Who probably expressed they wanted Vicky's house since she was selling it so cheap. Who died from an illness after she divorced him. Uh, he died from her husband. Uh, died from uh, complications from Parkinson's disease. So there was no violence connected with that. It was uh, complications. And she actually was only married. Um, uh, Betty Smith, hello. Hi, Bill and everyone from southern Minnesota. I should have said hi before commenting, but it's such an interesting case. I hope they find them. You know, folks, I read a great deal of the uh, comments in the chat, and not just in my chat, which, of course, is my, the most important chat, because of you guys. You guys are my supporters. You guys are my Uh, subscribers, you guys, I like to use the word fans, although some people have objected to that. I'm not a fan. I'm a subscriber or whatever. I call you fans, all right, because uh, you're followers of this for obvious reasons, of of things that you like about it, things that, you know, if you didn't like it, you wouldn't follow it. But some of the people you read in the chat, you wonder, like there was some woman, and it wasn't in this chat. It was another chat of another channel talking about how she hopes both of them get away. That now they deserve a happy life together, and I was just like outraged. That is this person paying attention? That this guy's a murderer. Is she paying attention that a correction officer helped him escape, helped a murderer escape, and she's wishing them that they live happily ever after? I mean, just I I just could not uh, I just could not believe it. But that's what you got sometimes in these in the chat rooms, or people in the chat talking like this kind of nonsense you know it just it's crazy um look this this case is very interesting and and the things that um that the things that are going to get them caught is of course making a mistake they can't be seen in public together it's what we used to call in the NYPD as a um as a mutt and jeff team meaning one real tall and one real short and it's easy to spot people like that you know uh it's, it's easy to spot the disparity in the height. You know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a very easy thing to spot. Let me just uh, play, they, they, they had this yesterday that new clues, not that there's any real new clues or smoking gun clues right now, but this, we know that she was in a hotel. She stayed in a hotel two days before they escaped.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Inside a quality in newly released video shows Vicki White checking out of a hotel 10 days ago before going to her job as a corrections officer, as usual. But just hours later, according to authorities, she helped spring a violent felon, Casey White, and the pair has been confounding law enforcement ever since. I really,
3: uh, you know, had hoped uh, that we would have had them in a couple of three days, Max.
1: We've learned in the week leading up to the escape. Vicky White went to a Kohl's shopping center and purchased men's clothing. The sheriff says she also visited an adult toy store. Just confirmed that this was well planned and thought out. I mean, obviously, you know, she bought some
3: clothes for him. Uh, you know, the adult store thing, I don't know what that was about.
1: That timeline setting the stage for an unlikely escape. The 17-year veteran of the sheriff's department assisting a man convicted of violent crimes and accused of capital murder. Their getaway car, an orange Ford Edge spray painted in just one area, found about an hour south of Nashville, startling neighbors. I
6: heard a noisy truck and it sat and idled for the longest time. So I looked out the window a few times and, like, what's going on? I didn't know.
1: The SUV eventually moved to a towing lot for a week. Valuable time lost as authorities try to track down the pair. White's former attorney, general. Dale Bryant, who was appointed to represent him in several appeals warns the six-foot-nine felon is likely off his medication, making him even more dangerous.
7: Casey is someone who uh, suffers from mental illness. When he is not on his medications, he has a tendency to self-medicate by using methamphetamine.
1: The rewards leading to their arrest have now been upped to $15,000 for Casey and 10000 for Vicky, as the U.S. Marshals hope these new photos help them to break the case. And the car that they used to get away, which authorities say had nothing inside of it, is now headed back to Florence, Alabama, where this all began. As for how these two got out of Tennessee, investigators right now are examining the possibility that Vicky may have had some help from a former inmate or somebody else. Willie, back to you. Let's hope they
7: track him down to a dangerous guy. Sam, thanks so much.
0: You know, folks, there's so much uh, right now, because there's not a lot of information being released in regards to this investigation. There's so much just conjecture. But one of the things that we could have slam dunk closed the door on, did that red SUV, did it break down? Did it break down or was that just a story? And they waited 11 days to grab that car to figure this out. Wouldn't that tell a good story? Yeah, we had a key, we had a second key, we started right up. So that story about it breaking down was total nonsense. But they didn't do that. So how, I mean, how serious is is this investigation? Uh, you know, the the the, the sheriff um Singleton, he's been around a long time, but I'm not impressed with his uh investigative um investigative skills with this, you know. One of the things I really um I really disdain is when the authorities start praising the criminals. Like right now, Vicki White is a criminal. They're going to start praising, oh, her law enforcement skills enabled her to stay one step ahead. Why are you giving her these compliments? How do you know what the hell she did? You don't. You don't really know that. So they did the same thing with the escaped prisoners from Dannemora, uh, a Clinton correctional facility in New York the governor of New York Cuomo at the time was going on TV and saying, this is an escape right out of television, right. out," And he didn't know anything about the investigation yet. So he was just talking complete, complete nonsense. And I don't think that helps anyone for authorities to be, um, uh, to be claiming that this, Oh, this was a brilliant break. This was her skills, uh, Julie LaRosa California also heard Toby Doors interview exact same story as Vicky loved that she was so open very informative uh, that's another one that uh, first fell in love with an inmate and escaped you know i don't think that the public um, i don't think the public fully appreciates what a state prison inmate is i think they're enamored with it a lot from television and as that oh he's a bad boy no the guy's a nutcase all right he's a homicidal maniac You heard his lawyer say he's the most dangerous uh, when he's off his meds and he self-medicates on crystal meth. What do you think he's going to do when he's out there with her? He's just going to go. Does she have enough of his meds to keep him, keep him normal, keep him on a straight line? Because if she doesn't, she's in big trouble too. You know, I think she's in big trouble anyway, and not just from law enforcement, but from him. Uh, Lisa Hogan, yes, uh, Hagen. Vicki putting the public in danger. Absolutely. Um, SCC, she was corrections. Come on. She likely has knowledge. If real law enforcement, that would come out to be one out of 50. Yeah, I I don't think that, uh, you know, corrections officers are in the same league as real law enforcement. I I mean, I don't know if they're actually are considered to be law enforcement. Really? They supervise uh, prisoners in jails and prisons, you know, Uh, folks. This is Police Off The Cuff Real Crime Stories. If you like this podcast, please go on our YouTube, hit that subscribe button, ring that bell, give us a thumbs up. If you want to support us, we have a Patreon with three different levels, and you can support us via Patreon. Uh, We also have a YouTube family with five different membership levels. And you see the folks that are in the chat that have the green font. They're members of the Police Off the Cuff YouTube family. And uh, we appreciate all you guys. Again, if you want to subscribe, you go on YouTube and subscribe. So, you know, we keep seeing uh, uh, on the screen, you see this video being played over and over and over again. And it's of her opening the door, and that's where they described her walk as a waddle. You know, um, and I'm sure that, um, you know, no one likes to, <laughs> likes to have their... Their walk described as a waddle, but in in essence, that's what it looks like. She walks like a waddle, and some of this is an important video because her body language during this video clearly shows that she has no fear of him whatsoever. and in that way, you notice how uh, when we play it numerous times, she turns her back on him. so again, she has no uh, back and He's front handcuffed and shackled. His legs are shackled. And so again, that is a clear sign that she again has some type of relationship with him where she has no fear whatsoever. Who would turn their back on a six foot nine inch, two hundred and sixty to three hundred and something pound inmate unless they have no fears whatsoever? Uh let me play a little bit of this there's a Some of these videos you have seen, but it keeps the case updated. And we see what uh, the press is thinking about this, about the manhunt. For the jail nationwide
6: manhunt for the escaped inmate and an Alabama corrections officer now in its second week. U.S. Marshals are leading the search for murder suspect Casey White and former corrections officer Vicky White. The pair was last seen leaving the jail the morning of April 29th. Vicky telling her staff that she was dropping off the murder suspect at a courthouse for a mental health evaluation. Uh, that evaluation had not even been scheduled. Kelsey Kernstein is back again with the latest on the search. Kelsey. Well, Adrian, investigators point out they could look much different than these pictures. In fact, Vicky could have dark hair now and Casey could be wearing a wig, but also very difficult to hide his six foot nine stature and, of course, his tattoos. A former colleague of Vicky White says he isn't surprised by her actions and doesn't think she'll be located.
3: Honestly, I don't think she'll be fine like She is calculated enough that she has thought this entire thing out.
6: On Saturday, this hotel surveillance video released the morning before Vicky White escaped. Vicki's mother telling News Nation her daughter was staying with her after she sold her house a month or so earlier for much less than the market value.
3: This is just basically strictly my own opinion. I think she just didn't want to have to face her mother that morning knowing that she was gonna leave.
6: Authorities also say she went to several banks to withdraw $90,000 in cash.
3: Yes, I mean, they they had plenty of cash.
6: And their car, A 2007 rust-colored Ford Edge found in Tennessee in a wooded area with a botched spray paint job, a tow truck company calling the car into investigators.
3: We think that they probably uh, were picked up and given uh, some assistance uh, by someone that didn't realize what was going on.
6: I went by Casey's attorney's office in Lauderdale County who was representing him in the alleged killing of Connie Ridgeway, asking him about his client's escape.
3: Well, it changes the dynamics of the case, but as far as my representation, of him, it. it changes nothing.
6: Sheriff Singleton also gave me a tour of the detention center. You hear a lot of noise, like oh, yeah. shackles, is that what that is?
3: That's all, day long.
6: Where inmate Casey White and Corrections Officer Vicki White escaped on April 29th. Cracks on the glass.
3: Now, uh, that's mild right now. If they get upset about something, you know, you hear. Casey was in that first cell on the left. You can see that first window in that picture we released. He would have set him on one of these benches where he would have prepared him for transport. And he's putting handcuffs on him, putting leg shackles on him. Those are connected together. She came in, she came back out, held the door open. He came out this door and then right into the saddleboard.
6: And investigators say if you see them, call 911. Do not approach them. They are believed to be armed and dangerous. A for up to $25,000 still stands in helping to find both of them. Adrian. All right.
0: You know, folks, to me, here's two real, right now, real dangerous people. I can't believe how um, the reward is only $25,000. I think they maybe... They'll get more people to talk if there's more money. You know, money talks, uh, bullshit walks, as they say. You know, uh, it's it's really, it's, it's strange. Only $25,000, and they've been missing now for over 11 days, you know. Uh, Betty Smith, if Casey does anything to hurt or kill anybody except Vicky, it's on her for releasing the monster to the regular citizenry. She's responsible for him now, as far as I'm concerned. Betty Smith, you're 100% right. She's endangered the community by helping him to escape. Uh, Cat lover, um, Ed Wallace said she may have stolen some meds for him from uh, from the medical at the jail. Very possible. You know, one of the things I don't like about this investigation... There are so many assumptions. There's no facts. The, they're all saying they very well could have changed their appearance. Yes, of course they could have done a lot of things, but do you have information that they did that? I love how this um, news reporter that you know I, I'm sure she has no experience in law enforcement whatsoever, but she's talking about all these investigative uh, possibilities. But you know what? In the in the world, real world, when they say um, when you assume. We all know that little uh, limerick, right? When you assume you make an ass of you and me, we can't assume we need to work with hard facts. Alicia B inmates have all day long to study correction officers and civilians without the system. Inmates have great incentive and time on their hands. Alicia B. 100% they can have diabolical plans. They can plot all day, every day, uh, Elizabeth Meyer. I heard she went to Kohl's to buy him clothes. You know, Elizabeth Meyer. That could we? You know, they could slam the door on that, and the investigators go there, and I'm sure they know it's a fact, and put that fact out there. It's not top secret stuff. Yeah, she went to so and so and bought five pairs of pants, five shirts, socks, shoes. You know, yeah. Uh, That's that's important to know, but the investigators do know that. So whether they do not want to release that, that's up to them, you know. Uh, The truth, the real fault lies with the sheriff of that town. Do your job, and we don't have this. Uh, The truth, very lax um, procedures at that jail, extremely lax. And uh, she was like the assistant in charge, Casey White. So she was able to do things maybe – Maybe she was, um, you know, maybe maybe she was allowed to do certain things because she was a boss, you know? She was a boss. So, uh, yes, very lax at that jail, and I think that that was one of the reasons she was able to take him out of there. Uh, Laura Graverholt. The orange car was locked up, so I don't think it had broken down. I think it was just dumped as a decoy. And they ran in the opposite direction with the help of his buddies. You know, Laura, I agree with you. And there's another way. There's a way to prove that, too. Go get another key. Start that damn car up. And if it starts up, you know, that whole story was nonsense, you know. Uh, Jacqueline Robertson, everyone is talking about her pushing a wheelchair. Am I going mad? Could they be using an electric battery? Look, anything is possible. Did she take a wheelchair from a home that used to be the wheelchair for her ex husband? Or did she, in fact, buy a wheelchair before we left? The investigators know that. Unfortunately, we don't know that right now. Um, but, uh, you know, the investigators know lots of things. Mister um, Mina, look at my crystal ball right now. Not going to end well for her, sadly. She will pay a very high price. I agree. Look if she survives this, if he doesn't kill her and she's just arrested with him, you know, she's probably facing at least five to 10 years in prison. Not, not easy for a former correction officer to spend time. She's 57 years old. What a way to throw your life away. You know, just a total way to throw your life away. Uh, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just really, really crazy. Um, Buddy Rich, how many uh, – no, I'm not going to read that. Um, Avalisk, if the car broke down but found empty, they were carrying a ton of stuff not likely. This means they had a second car. You know, A.V. Lisk, I agree with you, and I had said that on previous um, episodes, that if that car didn't break down, they were just switching cars. Even if it did break down, or was switching cars because that car was no doubt loaded with with their supplies. Look, they had three guns with them, right? we were told they had an AR-15, they had a shotgun, and they had a pistol. So where are those guns now? They're, they sure as hell were not in the car. So all of this stuff is not just conjecture. Uh, that cactus, the car wasn't abandoned in the woods. It was on the road. Yes, it apparently it was actually put somewhere that it would be found. They purposely put it where it would be found because it was blocking traffic. So they look, there was a method to her madness. I think she, uh, Susan Campbell Elliott, as much as it that she is to blame, don't care what her seniority is. How in the world could the faculty, excuse me, the facility allow her to take him by herself? The facility failed the public, his victims, and their families by allowing him, allowing, uh, to, allowing to occur in the first place. Yes, Susan Campbell you're a hundred percent accurate with that. Um, the, the procedures, the procedures were remiss. The procedures were horrible. Um, you don't allow a single correction officer to take a, um, to, to, to take a, uh, six foot nine inch murderer out of the prison by herself. Yes. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, but that's where we talk about procedures uh, that procedures are written to be followed. She broke them, and I think that's on that's on the jail. And uh, look, all of this stuff is going to come out. And uh, let me play a little bit of this of this is the the murder victim's son, uh, the woman who was allegedly killed by Casey White exactly. why law enforcement is
7: describing Casey White as armed and extremely dangerous warning. Law enforcement officers across the country to be very careful because Casey White has nothing to lose.
3: I thought I would never have to worry about him ever again.
7: Speaking by phone from her new home out of state, this woman whose testimony helped lock Casey White up in 2015 says she's now in hiding, worried he's trying to find her and kill her. Knowing what you know about Casey White from that past experience where he stalked you, showed up at your house armed, and what do you think the public needs to know about Casey White?
4: Casey White is very dangerous. He's dangerous to everybody that is around him. And it's just, it's a scary situation. It's so scary for everybody involved.
7: And that warning comes with an urgent plea to Vicki White.
4: I feel like he has manipulated her and she's disposable to him. Um, If she is still alive, get the hell out. Run, run, run as far as you can.
7: This woman and her two kids, her new fiance, say local law enforcement in their town told them they're stepping up patrols. They are in contact with the U.S. Marshals, but only after this woman called them first. Officials telling us... They don't have any reason to believe Casey White is trying to find this woman. But again, they don't know where he's at. I'm Matt Croeschel, Boy 31 News.
0: So, folks, I'm seeing again in, in, the, in the chat that there may be some breaking news that they found a car in Indiana that may be related. But I have no. Carrie uh, Livingston put this. It's, uh, it's a stolen vehicle in Indiana. New story in the last hour. It'll take a while to vet that information because we're getting all kinds of other information. As you could see, it took 11 days for them to, uh, to bring this car back, uh, from Tennessee. So, um, it's, it, it's a crazy thing. So yeah, I'll, I'll pay Carrie. Thank you for reporting that. I don't have breaking news right now that I could say, Oh, that's, let's report on this. It's, it's fact. Cause right now we don't know. It's a fact, uh, Annie, Annie Kay, uh, she knew the ins and outs of the law. Look, she knows the law. She knows um, she knows how law enforcement works. So to know that how law enforcement works is one way that you can thwart their investigation. So uh, that's one of the things that you know everyone's praising her about. Oh, they also had a four day head start. Because although the vehicle was recovered on the same day, on the 29th, the same day that they escaped, it wasn't reported till that Thursday. So they had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, almost five days. So they had almost a five-day head start. So there's been a lot of snafus, what I would call snafus in this case, that law enforcement hasn't been on top of it, really hasn't been on top of this case the way they should be. Um, Tracy Coleman, hi from South Africa. Has there ever been a case of male prison guard having a relationship with a woman prisoner helping her escape? I'm sure there is. I don't have one uh, at the tip of my tongue, but I'm sure this has happened. Uh Just so you know, over 3,000 prisoners per year escape uh, correctional facilities in the U.S., and that's where the U.S. Marshals come in, um, and they apprehend, you know, most of them, pretty, and pretty quickly. Um, Laura Penda, only five to ten years for her, caught alive, bury her under her old jail. Well, I know that the woman in the um, the New York case, the Dannemora case, I believe she received five years and she served five years in prison. Um, this is a horrendous situation. And, you know, a lot of other channels and a lot of folks are always interested in what is the psychology, uh, psychology of Vicki White? What made her do this? What was, Did she have low self-esteem? Was she particularly vulnerable because she had just lost her husband? Um, and not just lost her husband, I think that was in 2017. Uh, was she vulnerable because she, you know, is a middle-aged woman, 57 years old? Perhaps her best years were behind her, but that she felt that it was okay to be attracted to this 6-foot-9-inch uh, prison inmate? I mean, I, I'm not a psychologist. Um, a lot of people, of course... Like that part of the case, I want to talk about that case. B. Abernathy uh, midlife crisis, yeah. There could be uh, um, there could be many reasons. Alicia B, police off the cuff. Can you explain the difference in skills between correction officers and law enforcement for those outside the profession? Sure, Alicia B. Uh, law enforcement officers are taught um, to to deal with crime when it happens, uh, when it occurs, how to um, tactically make arrests, the law as it applies to making arrests. And, and not the whole job in law enforcement is not, you know, crime fighting. A lot of law enforcement is service, is helping people, you know, aided cases where people are sick or injured or lost or mentally ill. That's a big part of law enforcement's job. Whereas correction officers, their job is to basically watch Inmates, criminals that have been in, in the case of prisons, they have been confined to a prison in excess of one year. That's the definition of a felony. If you're convicted of a felony, you are confined. You're eligible to be confined in state prison for more than one year. A misdemeanor is you'd have to go to a jail and that would be for less than a year. The difference between jails and prisons are are, are big too. Not many people know that. A jail, you're not supposed to be incarcerated in jail for more than a year. It's supposed to be less than a year. So you may ask, why was Casey White there? And that's part of this whole scam. He was there basically in a holding pattern because he was supposed to have hearings and some court appearances for the murder that he had just pled guilty to. And that was one of the scams, how he got removed and transferred from the prison into a jail where it was much easier to escape from. So that's um, that's part of this whole scam. And that's how he met Vicky White. And that that's how this whole caper has become as complicated as it is. Uh, uh, cat Love, oh my gosh, something just hit me. What if they got married and they don't have to testify against each other? Let's hope that uh, they get caught first because we don't know if there's going to be a, um, a happy ending to this at all. You know, we don't know that. Um, we don't know how this is going to end up. This could end up tragically. Um, so you know, when you when you start, uh, Sana Elise Halth Johnson. Good evening, Bill. I, Sana, great to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. Always great to see you, folks from across the pond. Uh, it's so so nice to have all you guys in the chat. Um, I, I wanted to, you know, to, uh, so many people, as I said, are interested. And the psychology behind this, like what could make someone throw their life away, and um, I think that's important to look at. And I think maybe some of the other channels, I think Duty Ron may be planning on having a psychologist come on, uh, to analyze why would someone do this, why would someone throw their career away, throw their life away. Um, it's uh. <laughs> Gino 101, brilliant comment. She wouldn't have to change their name if they marry. <laughs> I'm sure that's that's uh that's such a um important thing. Uh Fiber Crafts, thank you for the $5 super chat. Way 31 ABC is where the new vehicle article is built. Take care. Thank you uh so much. I they also did a story on the um on the old vehicle that they would just uh uh, they were just invoicing it after 11 days, which is crazy. You know, it's very crazy. Um, uh, Vicky Adair, Vicky must be one lonely lady to throw it all away. Uh, I think I think you're right. I mean, you know, many people... Um, Betty Smith, right, Bill? Probably why he pleaded guilty to killing that lady, his new honey. Vicky probably said if he could get over there again, this is the second time... Second time she'd help him get out. I think that was the plan. I really do think that was the plan. Uh, he got to the jail. She had access to him. She was um, uh, attracted to him. And, uh, you know, she set this plan in motion. She had a lot of time to um, to scheme, to plan this, you know. Uh, Michael Geary, retired NYPD sergeant attorney educator it seems like she didn't have anyone paying much attention to her except this guy and she needed to be wanted by someone as strange as it sounds you know mike i think you're uh i think you're 100 percent right it's uh you know what are the motivations that people um throw away things uh throw away things their whole life for because they're lonely and because they want to feel loved you know uh Elizabeth Meyer, I wonder if Vicky is still alive. Well, we won't know that um until law enforcement uh gets you know gets a beat on where they are uh We know that they have a lot of cash on them. they're not using credit cards um so all of those things um Mickey Mantle, she made the dumbest move ever. yeah, I think uh you can't do many things that throw you instantaneously throw your life away, you know? And I bet, you know, when they do an investigation, when this is over, I bet she was frugal with her money. And here she just took all her money, sold her house, took $90,000 out of the bank and just chose to spend it on this, which is just, uh, you know, a life changing, a life crazy thing that they would do that. Um, uh, it, it, it's just a nutty thing. Um, Schmidty, has anyone noticed that she appears to be wearing white disposal gloves? You, are, you spoke about that before. Yeah, I told you why they do that. Uh, look, many people wear gloves all over the place. Um, Tracy Foote, um, Indiana authorities investigating vehicle possibly linked to Casey White, Vicki White escape. Uh, that's great to see. Unfortunately, I did search that. Um... And I didn't see it come up um let me see if I could pull it up right now and we'll see if we could uh, let's see they would have to also forensically um, they would have to forensically look for this car right now and and process it, which they haven't done uh. They haven't done with the old car. In fact, that's all I'm getting when uh when I pull this up right now is I'm just getting the old car, Tracy. So uh apparently it's not um uh Chris Russo, yeah. Uh, apparently um there's there's some information that they've recovered a stolen car in Indiana. We don't know for sure if it's connected in any way. Um Wondering, uh, Susan Campbell Elliott. Wondering if they're monitoring her son's cell phones. Hopefully, at some point, she will contact them, let them know that she is okay. Absolutely. Um, uh, I think all of this stuff is part of the investigation that uh, that they'll be looking into. Um, Dan, one, her depression and fear of loneliness is her motivation. I have no doubt. I think you're right with that. Um. um Linda Lu Linda Hu, in my opinion, women shouldn't be officers in prison over men and vice versa. You know, I think Linda Lu Hu, I think that's like a legal thing, and I think there's probably been uh, lawsuits about this, uh, maybe an, even affirmative action that women are allowed to um, work in men's prisons and vice versa, whether, it's, um, whether there's much uh, wisdom to that Uh, I don't know all that much about corrections. Where I could say, "Oh, yes, it's a great thing to do." I know that. um, I know that corrections is a very difficult job. Uh, Alicia B, uh, police off the cuff. Do you know if you can book an Airbnb without a credit card? People keep tossing out the Airbnb option, but how can uh, that work without? You know, um, Alicia B. I don't know for a fact. Look, almost every thing that you do requires a credit card to be able to vet the person to be able to see that that credit card is connected with a um, is is connected with a bank so I think all of that stuff is pretty damn important so uh, I don't know for a fact at least should be Elizabeth Meyer thank you for the 999 uh, super chat love your coverage of this case just became a member thank you so much Elizabeth Meyer. and guys if you're in the chat and you're not subscribed to us what are you waiting for? Get on our YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, ring that bell and support us on Patreon or become a member of our YouTube family. you know um, oh is is that the, you know something I had reported on that before the marshals found the red construction truck stolen in Tennessee then that was reported earlier that um a red construction cup, that uh, truck, it was a um a pickup truck that the owner of the uh, a concrete company was really sad about losing this. That, is that, in fact, um, the truck that was stolen? Okay, so then it, this is all coming, uh, coming full circle now. Um, very important. That could be connected. Again, process this damn truck right away so we know whose fingerprints are in it. If their fingerprints are in it, then we have a link. So th- and if this truck, in fact, was stolen by them, now we have them in Indiana, right? Uh, um, someone's someone's saying, "Oh, if if the if the call was true, others would be jumping on live on YouTube." And I don't see that either. But Peter Rabbit, you know something? Information takes a while to vet. People can't just jump online uh, or on the air when they don't know if the if the information is in fact true. All right, so we don't know if in fact. This information has been vetted yet. It's been put out there. Yeah, there was a report that a uh, pickup truck was stolen from Tennessee, but they have yet to make the connection yet. So uh, it's not – they're just not going to – people aren't just going to jump on the air. Uh, um, Melissa Parker, it was said she tanned a lot and had a very wrinkled face, and if she dyed her hair, she'd pass as an elderly woman. It could very well be. Look um, – just changing your your looks uh, with a wig uh, sometimes can make you look totally different, you know. Um, folks, you know some of the the, the conjecture. Um, uh, let me see. Tony Monte, uh W A A Y thirty one has learned U.S. marshals and law enforcement in Evansville, Indiana, are working Monday morning to determine if a vehicle discovered there is part of the Casey White and Vicky White search. But you know something that's great and that is a lead that has to be explored, but we won't know the truth to that for a while. You know, it's gonna take a while. Uh um, yeah, it was stolen from a construction worker. Uh the boss that owned this um um that, that owned this concrete company. It was his truck. Uh yeah, well Trish Norman, I, you know, something's uh Trish Norman asks, a stolen vehicle could be a decoy by someone helping them. Look, anything is possible, but you know, they probably have to steal, um had to steal a vehicle to get out of that area because they dumped their car. It looks like they dumped it, you know. Uh, Patty Elves, false identification she would be my guess. She had plenty of time before to set them up. Yeah, I mean, but how how do you get a false identification? For a six foot nine inch guy whose face and tattoos have been put all over social, uh, you know, social networking and uh, the Internet, it's all over the place. How do you hide this guy? Um, Jane, I don't trust Casey he would easily take Vicky hostage and demand money for her release. He's got nothing to lose. He, he absolutely doesn't. The scary thing is that... Um, He needs certain drugs. He needs uh, drugs to survive, or um, you know, he self-medicates. They said, uh, which is dangerous. You know, Um, um, six. Yeah, alert. He's six foot nine inches tall, and but he's very. um, Selena, there is a way to get fake passports. Yeah, I I think in this day and age, though, uh, many people that uh, they can find out. Or determine whether or not his passport is fake pretty quickly these days so it's yeah they can obtain them but uh look there, there's a picture on the screen of them and um the picture that they put out uh, numerous times was of of vicky is this picture and you can see she looks very much different with brown hair than she looks with blonde hair i mean it's the, the face even changes according to the their hair do you know you've heard of certain people uh, styling your hair this way makes your hair look fit fa- uh, your face looks thin or conversely styling your hair another way may look your face may make your face look fat. So all of these things are considerations. Could they have changed their appearance? Um, yeah, absolutely absolutely. Here they are here is in this in this photo that's on the screen you could see um, Casey White with his head shaven clean shave and see his ears protrude out a great deal we got a little heat the other day from saying that people like oh you're goofing on the guy's ears well i said he's not a good looking fella if you ask me you know um so uh (laughs) julie la rosa i even look different with my hair up and my hair down yeah it changes your whole appearance the way you do your hair right it changes the way you look uh Roses for you. A Netherlands YouTuber post recent pics of Vicky looks closer to seven years old. Nothing like, yeah, I mean, look, uh, certain things make us look. uh, Eddie Stackpole, you can't hide six foot nine. That's for sure. You can't hide six foot nine. Um, uh, CV Regis, he doesn't want to escape to a good life. He wants to kill his ex-girlfriend and die by a cop. Well, it was interesting. In one of the times that he escaped, uh, he was on the phone with a sheriff, and he had two forty caliber guns pointed at his own head. And he said to the sheriff, "I want you guys to kill me. I'm going to make you kill me." In some way, the um, he was able. The sheriff was able to talk him out of that. And that, of course, would be called a phenomena called suicide by cop. Judy Fisher, I think he needs her help at this point, at least until he gets settled somewhere, he's going to stay for good. Yeah, he's a manipulator, guys. Um, he's a total, total manipulator. And he's going to do and use her for as long as he possibly can till he doesn't need her anymore, you know? But he's going to use her uh, for his own purposes. Betty Smith, he's got a long face and big ears, plus he's tall. She's short, kind of plump, with a distinctive walk and a downturned mouth, even when smiling. Yes. um, But you know something? Do you think the public is going to study their photographs that much? Unless they put up wanted posters all over the areas where they might be. Uh, Stephanie R., mean people make fun of someone's physical appearance. Even children in kindergarten learn not to do that. Oh, you got a goof on me for, for, for making fun of his ears? He looks ridiculous. So, yeah, maybe I belong in kindergarten. But his ears are a are a um, something that stick out that you can identify him by. And that's if uh, let me find that picture where his his ears are sticking out, uh, where well you could see. Let's see here. That's not the one. I don't think. I think it was one where his. Um, I'm trying to show on the screen. Where his uh, they well you could see he has very big ears, so that's a distinctive um descriptor. so when you do try to identify somebody like this guy um his ears sticking out here, you could see it in uh in the picture in his wanted photo where he's he's got his head shaved so um it's important that's an important uh, thing to describe um uh, about <laughs> mean people. Uh, Dan 1, you can't rule out the brother of Casey. They may have had a fight, but the brother being missing in action for about five years is something that indicates connections. Um, You know, folks, as I spoke numerous times, uh, anything is possible. Could they have broken down and met some other criminal people where the car broke down in Tennessee, and had those people either secrete them in a hideaway, or have those people help them get away, or have those people steal a car for them—all of these are possibilities, you know. And in law enforcement, we 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 go on on possibilities, and we also follow investigative leads. One of the things that uh, they should do is interview the criminal element in that county in Tennessee. See if any of them know Casey White. See if any of them know Vicki White. Some of these prisoners that have been incarcerated in this jail and a prison, they very, mel- they very well may know both of them or, or one of them. Uh, Angel One, supposedly a stolen car found in Evansville might be linked. It would be stupid to ride around a stolen car. I think it was intentionally dumped and they did a switch. But, you know, criminals still will take the chance. They'll take the chance to ride around in a stolen car and because um, they got, they want to get away. You know, they want to get away. and That's the most important thing uh, for them anyway. Uh, um, Miss T, Vicky knows the system. They are somewhere hiding out. They're definitely not riding around. I agree with you, Miss T. They want, to get, they want to limit their exposure. So they want to get secreted in some type of hideaway for you know weeks and months so that they, how they will feel, they'll feel that the heat will, uh, will come off. The heat will be, won't be as intense. Um, Amy White, this has been a long-term plan. I believe they have an RV somewhere that she set up before she got him. I don't believe they're running around in circles. Amy White, you may very well be correct with that. You know, as I said, there's numerous possibilities here. Uh, Linda Lou who, this is not going to end well. And Linda Lou who, I agree with you. This is, uh, look, they're playing for keeps. This is a very serious situation. Uh, yesterday, Suz, uh, yesterday when they said probably changed his appearance, the first I thought of was him tickling his ears in. Uh, Yeah, that that could be a possibility, you know. Um, Mrs. T, Miss T, the fact that she gave it all up for him, that romantic relationship must have been high class because ain't no way he's not even attractive. Well, Miss T, I I, I agree with you. Um, But for some reason, you know, part of her psychology, um, whether she was insecure whether she felt unloved and he gave her something that she wasn't getting from somewhere else. And because of that, she re she risked everything to be with this guy. Um, keep America two way strong. Sadly, she's being used and will be discarded when he is done with her help. Yeah. Um Peter Rabbit, if they did steal a car, then I don't think this is so carefully planned and they will be caught soon. They're going to get caught, guys. They're definitely going to get caught. It's just, just when. Look, the time uh, time is on the side of the investigators, not on the side of these two, you know. um, Gayla Dennison, go talk to the Aryan Brotherhood or Southern Bros. You know, I would think, Gayla, that they, of course, wouldn't want the exposure that something like this is going to give them. And when the FBI or the federal marshals start coming around, I don't think they'll want any part of this. They may pretend that they're going to help a you know, uh, a, a fellow gang member, but I don't think they really want any part of this guy. Uh, Mr. Competent, police can't do anything without help from the public. Watch the show, First 48. Police never solved. Well, that's not true, Mr. Competent, but absolutely the help of the public, is so, so, so important. Uh, Tara Ellis, if they have some felons helping them, they may want that reward at some point. Uh, Roses, for you, why incompetent Louisiana jail hiding what Vicky looks like today, keeping real identity from U.S. public? I think we know what she looks like. Uh, Gwildor, what I love is how the news, and everyone is calling her a jailer, guard, always popping up on the corrections profession, but when the news call police cops, that's derogatory. Well, though I'm going to give you a hint. The word cops or the, the acronym cops is not a derogatory term. Some people think it is, or they use it as such. It stands, it comes from Great Britain, comes from London, and it stands for constable on patrol. So if that is what it really means. I don't know a cop in this land that would object to being called a cop. However, people think it's a disparaging term. So when they say it with that disparaging tone, then I can understand, well, officers may think, but it stands for constable on patrol. So I think that's fine. I think any cop that is in the chat, that's like, we got Lieutenant Pete, we got, um... We got a bunch of folks in the uh, in the chat, uh, Detective Stackpole. I think they all would be fine with being called a cop, you know. Uh, Nancy L. Davis. There's no way to tell which way these two are headed, since there is absolutely no evidence or leads along this line, and stolen vehicles number in the hundreds at least. Well, uh, Nancy Davis, there is a way that they vet the stolen vehicle. Where did it come from? they They process the vehicle forensically, see if their fingerprints are in it. See if they left anything behind. You know Many times people in a car they'll eat inside the car. What if they left a cup? Their DNA could be on the cup. Uh, Adair, your chat is great talking to us directly and engaging. Thanks. you're very welcome. I find it it's important that I do speak to you guys because I think what you have to say is important, and I think that many of you guys have some great ideas, and uh, I think it, it needs to be covered. Cindy Lou Who, 523, police off the cuff. I'm concerned for her safety. However, she knew what she was doing and needs to be held accountable for allowing a murderer back out on the streets. Cindy Lou Who, 523, you are 1,000% correct. Um, Judy Fisher, it's a lot easier for her to disguise her appearance out in the public. You're very well, can't disguise six foot nine very easily. Yeah, we've spoke about that. You know, so what, the, what type of investigatory leads are the federal marshals uh, working on? And what they're working on, of course, are tips, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tips. But with tips, the nature of tips is that probably 90%, 95% of them are absolute 100% nonsense but they have to follow up every single tip as if it's as if it's a good tip because you can't decipher what's a good tip from what's a bad tip you have to investigate every single one of these tips uh Peter Rabbit there is a reward of 15,000 for him and 10,000 for her yes i said before i think that the amount of reward money should be upped because people the more Reward money. There is the more people will talk. Uh, Jem Essie uh, would be good for them to catch her before he can kill her. Because without her, he is nothing, and he has nothing. And eventually, he has to come out of his hiding place. Jem Essie, you're one hundred percent correct. Selina, I wonder if any of them are knowledgeable of living off the land. The good question. Good question. You know, I certainly wouldn't last too long. Living off the land. If I can't go to the supermarket, I'm gone, I'm dead. <laughs> so I wouldn't be good little shooting a rabbit or whatever, you know. I wouldn't know how to do that. I'm not, I wasn't raised in the backwoods. John Donio, if he had no appointment in court, how was he allowed out of his holding cell? Well, John Donio, she duped because she was a boss, she was a the second in charge of that facility. I don't see like a, a a younger correction officer saying, "Oh, you can't do this, boss." So she got to do basically what she wanted to do. Uh, um, Ali, I could they be hiding in a semi truck? Maybe they have a friend pick them up and they're in the back. Yeah, th- anything, Ali, I is possible. Tali uh, Biden, they have help. Uh, Thug friends that aren't incarcerated will do anything for some dough. Uh, Mini Trout. I don't even know if that's true. Uh, Romans 1, Jesus saves. Loose lips sink ships. Yes, that is so, so true. Loose lips sink ships. Lieutenant Peter Pranzo, once he gains access to her money, she's history, unless he intends to use her as a hostage. Lieutenant Pete, we think the same way? Big reward would bring a good tip. You're right. I think the more money involved here, the more people will speak, the more people will uh, all of a sudden, they'll remember things. Uh, yeah, Eddie Stackpole, as I was talking about, uh, the term COPS is not a derogatory term. It stands for Constable on Patrol, and we all know that from our time and our days in the police academy. That was one of the first things they taught us, right? Um Amber, we have to acknowledge that people don't go from zero to 60 overnight pulling off this type of crime. She wasn't a detective or forensics agent, so I imagine raking through her life is enlightening. You know, Amber, I somewhat agree with you. Um, However, I've seen in my police career people go from no criminal record to, to murder. So that sometimes defies explanation, but I've seen that occur. So I would ordinarily agree with you, except with that, um, uh, I can't agree with you. Uh, Stephanie R., I can think of a lot of derogatory terms for law enforcement, and COPS is not one of them. That's for sure, uh, Stephanie R., you're right. COPS is not a derogatory term. But um, look, the investigation in this case is, is up to the federal marshals. They're the best at doing what they do. Folks, I'm going to go to a quick commercial. Joseph Murray, attorney at law, one of the best defense attorneys in the New York metropolitan area. Joe is a former retired NYPD police officer, and he's a great attorney. You can get Joe by cell at 718-514-3855. His email is joe at jmurray-law.com. Website jmurray lawcom If you need a great defense attorney in the New York area, Joe Murray is your man. Also, another great attorney, a retired member of the service, John Beatty Law, www.jbdlaw.com. John Beatty is a renowned personal injury attorney, also retired as a decorated NYPD sergeant. John comes from a proud NYPD and FDNY family. He was an active sergeant in Brooklyn North and supervised in the legal bureau. John is a proud member of the Honor Legion and the Blue Knights. John Beatty litigates across the country for seriously injured victims and has helped recover over $200 million for grieving families. Call John now for a free consultation. John Beatty 917-797-9520. John Beatty Law, www.jbeattielaw.com so folks this is um this is where we're at with f- far the investigations going there's no sort of new smoking gun information we're hearing about a um, a uh, we're hearing about a uh, recovered vehicle in in Indiana we don't know if in fact that is uh connected folks if you like this uh, show please give us a thumbs up Give us a thumbs up. Uh, people saying in the chat, I don't have enough thumbs up on this episode, but you guys are all telling me how much you love it. Brighton Dunkley. In the UK, this would be, in part be classed as a sexual assault rape as Vicky White was in a position of authority over Casey and under British law, a prisoner cannot consent. Any similar laws in the US? Brighton Dunkley. Yes, it is a crime for a correction officer to have a relationship with a inmate. Yes, so there are laws in that, and I don't know if it's the same law, but yes, it, there is a law in the U.S. of that exact thing. Uh, Ida Carusi could he be hiding with his Aryan Brotherhood? Anything is possible, guys. I've said that a million times. Anything is possible. He could be hiding out with Aryan Brotherhood people, and or they could be secreted away, getting off the street. Uh, Stephanie R., Seems like a giant white man will stand out in Mexico unless he speaks Spanish fluently. I'm thinking Canada or Alaska. Uh, Lynn, uh, question, what do you think the plan was for her in signing papers for retirement? You know, I don't think that she would get her pension now. After most um, law enforcement agencies, they have a little window of time that has to pass by before you would receive your pension. They may deny her her pension because of what she just did. So I don't know what the law is uh, in regards to correction officers, but there's a distinct possibility that she will never, ever get her pension. Um, So Betty Smith, people think that these people on the run are evil geniuses, but most of the time they're just desperate. I think that's what's happening here. If they were getting help, no stealing of cars. <laughs> Stephanie R says she couldn't put up a tent and live in a tent for seven days. Uh, Joycey T. Good to see you. All you folks in the chat. Thank you so much. You guys for giving us thumbs up. Uh, Sevi Regis. Vicky is a devious, not smart. Uh, Tally Biden 25,000 I would turn my head why would I jeopardize my livelihood for pocket change make it a life-changing amount and I'm in <laughs> Yeah I guess so guys So folks I'm going to um stay on this case if there's any new like smoking gun information I will come right on the air right now there's just information in regards to the potential a stolen vehicle being recovered in Indiana. We don't know if in any way that's connected with this case, but uh, we're going to follow it. And, you know, we're going to hear probably soon that um, the federal marshals are going to catch up to these folks because they can't stay out there forever. They can't secrete themselves forever. Um, Smitty, uh, I love learning about police work, patience, fortitude, diligence. Love it. Thank you so much, Smitty. Um, Rachella Pranzo, while listening, it's quick and easy to go. Give the thumbs up, get that number to watch those of us watching. Thank you, Rachella. Always appreciate your support. You and uh, Lieutenant Pete have been huge supporters since the very beginning, and I really appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, I think she did negate her pension, guys. You're talking about that in the chat. So, um, Judy Fisher. I th- keep thinking of the Brian Laundry case. How law enforcement searched for him and spent so much money tracking him when he was right under their noses, deceased from the very beginning, according to the medical examiner. Yeah, you're you're right, Miss T. Thank you for uh, subscribing. Uh, thank you so much. Where are you from, Miss T? Uh, what state you're from. Um, Vasily um, Nikolayev, big hug for Bill. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Appreciate all the love in the chat. Uh, Cameron M, yeah, her pension is the least of her worries. I agree. She's got much bigger worries. Hello, Dawn Marie. Good to see you. Uh, Tina, maybe Casey should call for Joe Murray. I don't think uh, uh, NYPD captain says she's dead already. I mean, you know that could be. we don't know, but yeah, that it's these many times these cases do not end well, you know, they do not end well at all. So uh, that's that's the situation here. Folks, this is police off the cuff, real crime stories. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much uh, for paying attention. And as I said, we're gonna stay on this case. Uh, Right till the end, you know, right till uh, pretty soon we would think they're going to get apprehended. So I want everyone to have a wonderful day. This has been Bill Cannon from Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories. Stay safe out there, folks.
7: One
5: episode just